Usually it's easier to approve, you know, a cast member when they're in one ad, but this is going to be a huge marketing campaign for them. They, we wanted to make sure that Angel and The Chosen and us felt confident in that person's abilities. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Benton Crane, and I am joined here today by Caitlin Snow. Welcome to the show, Caitlin. Hey, thanks. Now, Caitlin is our executive creative director here at Harmon Brothers, and recently she was the creative director on a really neat campaign that we launched for Angel Studios on behalf of The Chosen. Give us a quick overview of this campaign, Caitlin. So it was not only a hero video, which is our biggest flagship offering, but we're doing a year's worth of extended social media content with Angel. And it's focused around a character who is kind of the anti-spokesman. Think of like mayhem, stuff like that. So we have... Or the cows for Chick-fil-A. Exactly. Right? So so yeah, so this, this is very much like a screw tape letters approach where, you know, there's the devil saying, don't download The Chosen, don't watch the show for free. Here's the reasons why, but ultimately those reasons actually support why the show is awesome. So it's it's following him and kind of his attempts to stop The Chosen. What was it like creating a campaign where the objective wasn't, you know, click now to buy, where the objective is to get people to watch, but in this case it was by telling them not to watch. Oh, it was fun. You know, I think Jesus is a person that people have lots of strong feelings towards. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to be motivated to let other people experience the show like I had experienced the show because the show was impactful for me when I saw it. And it did take me over a year or two to watch it when I know the people who helped make it, (laughs) right? Uh So I felt like I was kind of in that target demographic. So for me, it was more meaningful. You know, I always pour my heart into all the ads that I do but this one kind of felt like there was a bigger scope or reason behind it. And it informed every little decision. And, you know, from like which clips to which order the jokes are in and everything, it just, I wanted to make sure that it was relatable, that it was kind of demystified. So yeah, it was an interesting challenge. And I think what really helped was making our animatic or like storyboards beforehand to see how people resonated with it. We actually intercut. Meaning, so you, you have a script and then you put that script over the top of storyboards. Yes. Yeah. So we, we played around with when do we show the footage? How do we show the footage because that was key because that is the product right when you say playing around it's like showing it to test audiences yeah trying it out on friends and family Mm -hmm. that sort of thing yeah Yeah. like you know i showed them the clips and then we had some extra clips at the end and it's like for struggle of faith did you like the clip where matthew is twisting his handkerchief saying you know i don't even know is everything i believed come you know crashing down or whatever or the one of the the man at bethesda right and so we were able before we shot to be able to do a lot of testing it was a lot of fun being able to use excellent footage and to be able to playfully promote the show one of the biggest obstacles that the chosen has faced in growing and it's kind of funny to even like talk about it as an obstacle because the chosen has been viewed over 350 million times in every country in the world and it's you know already in several several languages and so on and so forth, you know, it won awards, it's, you know, one of the highest rated shows of all time on IMDb, blah, 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 like it goes on and on. So to say it's had obstacles in its growth, it almost feels a little bit funny because like it's a wildly successful show. Setting all that aside and saying, you know, if there's this thing that's holding the chosen back, like the number one thing that they've faced or I don't know if it's the number one, but one of the number one things, right, is the fact that Christian media has such a negative stigma 
out in the marketplace where people just think of Christian media as it's going to be preachy, it's going to be sappy, it's going to be low budget, it's going to be cheesy. Like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the mood for another one of those. And so when people hear about The Chosen, they're like, oh, you know, another Jesus show, more Christian media. And they kind of write it off and they're like, no. And then when they hear about it from their mom, their mom's like, oh, have you seen The Chosen? It's so good. Kind of reinforces that belief. Right. Talk me through the approach that you guys took in saying, how do we overcome that particular obstacle where people just like, they want to write it off because it's Christian media, but we're saying, no, give it a chance. Yeah. I mean, I think we had to be super direct about it. And we did that by using the devil right? Because he's saying, yeah, the the visuals are pretty and the acting's great, but you're going to hate it because Jesus is portrayed as a real person. And so are the apostles, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think we just had to let them know that we acknowledge that or else it was just going to always be an objection in the back of their mind. And I've seen many comments where people are like, oh my gosh, that mom line. So a student asks the devil, how do we stop people from watching it? And he says, so far, my most successful strategy is making people's moms recommend it to them. And there's been great comments on that where people are saying like, oh my gosh, my mom recommended it to me and that's why I haven't seen it. Or one lady was like, I am that mom. I've been trying to get my four grown children to watch it. I sent them this video. You know, I think this will do the trick. So yeah, I think just just being straight up about it, I think people, they don't want to feel like put in a corner or kind of tricked into, into something with advertising. We just kind of say it how it is and so we're saying it how it is but with that whole reverse yeah in in such a surprising way one of my favorite marketing books is zag which like the whole thesis of the book is when everyone else zigs you should zag Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is a really great example of a zag because in the world of christian media this anti-spokesperson that's essentially portrayed as the devil right in the world of christian media that's so unheard of and such a zag that no one would consider that no one would do it to the point where there are a lot of people who have even been offended by the campaign, at least initially, I would say like the vast majority of them, probably high 90% of the people who have taken some sort of offense to it, once they actually see it, and they realize that, oh, this is kind of a play on the C.S. Lewis screw tape letters, and it's a form of satire where in no way, shape, or form is it glorifying the devil, right? It's actually poking fun at the devil. Right, mocking him a little bit. Yeah, I would say 98, 99% of people who initially took offense once they've actually kind of dove in and seen what it's all about and realized that it's a playful mockery of the devil that actually promotes the chosen, people seem to kind of calm down about that. I think when it comes to the chosen and in relation to Christian media, a decision that we had made early on in the campaign was to not even really compare it to Christian media and say, this is Christian media, but it's good. Instead, we've tried to put it up there with like, this is just as great as all the other streaming epics, right? Mm-hmm. We had one writer who came back and said, oh my gosh, this is like the epic of Game of Thrones, but the feel good of Ted Lasso. So I think that another way that with, we tried with to... none of the bad words. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was another thing was, let's stop reminding them that like, this is Christian media, because no, it's so much more than that. And this is just as worthy as any other bingeable show as far as entertainment value, right? I think this is a point that we can share with other creatives out there, because at Harmon Brothers, we've learned that there are certain words out there that are already filled with meaning, and oftentimes they're polarized meanings, meaning one group will hear that word 
and they'll insert all sorts of meanings Mm -hmm. onto that word. And then a completely different group will hear the exact same word and fill it with completely different meaning. And that's a lot of baggage to take into an ad campaign. As a general rule, and I think you just brought up an example of where where we did this here, in the case of saying Christian media, that's filled with so much meaning where there is a love group that hears that and they're like, yeah, I want that. But there's also this other group that's like, ugh. I don't want that. And so from an advertiser's perspective, it's best to just avoid the terms that are already filled with baggage. So Daniel Harmon, he's the showrunner and and creator of the Tuttle Twins TV show, which is this kid's cartoon that is teaching the principles of freedom and economics and entrepreneurship and so on and so forth. So it's teaching these principles like the golden rule, how to disagree with somebody but still get along, principles like this in addition to some economic principles. And there's always this temptation to say words that kind of come from that world of, uh, you know, that political world where even a word as simple as like conservative or liberal or Democrat or Republican, those words are just filled with so much meaning for specific people and then completely different meaning for different people. And so in that case, Daniel and the Tuttle Twins team, they're intentionally avoiding those type of words Mm -hmm. that have baggage, and instead they're finding other ways to describe it using words that don't trigger the same built-in baggage and built-in meaning that groups have. Oh, one more example of that. I I just remembered when we did the Covenant Eyes campaign a few years ago. Oh, right. Covenant Eyes is a, a software for people who are trying to kick a porn habit, and like pornography in and of itself is like a super taboo topic that's just filled with blaming shame yeah all sorts of stuff yeah there's guilt associated with it there's all these preconceived notions associated with it and we were having to tackle that head on well what we discovered kind of through that testing process that you were talking about where we're you know trying out scripts and stuff on test audiences the word addiction has similar baggage to it and so even though you could say that like oh this software is for someone who's trying to kick a porn addiction we made a conscious decision to not talk about addiction in that particular ad because it was adding one additional layer of baggage where people hear the word and they're already thinking junky. Or that they're being labeled and that they're, they have to admit that they're bad to download this or, or whatever exactly. sort of connotations could come with it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's shift gears a little bit. Angel Studios hired us and Angel Studios is doing all of the marketing and distribution and everything for The Chosen. And so in this case, we kind of had two clients almost where, you know, Angel Studios is our client, but The Chosen is also our client. It just so happens that Angel Studios is led by a strong personality in Jeff Harmon. And of course, The Chosen is led by a strong personality in Dallas Jenkins. They're both brilliant in their spheres, Definitely. right? Yeah freaking geniuses. It's been awesome to see them in their element. What was it like to navigate this project with such strong personalities? Not just strong personalities, but like genius level individuals with strong personalities. They sometimes contradict each other. And I think, you know, that's because they're coming at stuff from different viewpoints. And so I think that was actually helpful for me to kind of up my strong personality game a little bit because I couldn't just roll over and say, okay, I'll do what you said. Okay, I'll do what you say because they were opposite at times. So it really forced me to say like, okay, 
aside from Dallas and Jeffrey, what would I do and what do I think is best? And really present that and explain, here's my reasons. And, you know, sometimes it was like, oh, that makes sense. Let's do it. And other times there was still pushback and here's why. And so we try to respect those things because, you know, the chosen understands that they've been working, doing their stuff and they see all the social media posts and people come up to Dallas, like on the daily with feedback. And so Mm -hmm. they have kind of a, you can almost say a master's degree of interaction with the current fans, right? And Jeffrey's always... They have a great thumb on the pulse. Yes, yes. And and Jeffrey has a great knack for just thinking outside of the box of what's possible and what can be done. They were the best clients I've ever had on set. I felt a lot of trust from them. And I knew that when they brought something up, that it was really important. It wasn't just a here or there thing. And, and Dallas even said, he's like, look, I'm a creator. I get what it's like to be on set. If I'm there, it'll probably be a distraction, you know, because mm-hmm. you'll be doing things just for Dallas or, or whatever. And so he said, you know, respectfully, I'll let that be your space. And he did, which I really appreciated. That takes a lot of self-awareness, I think. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted what was best for the campaign. And he felt like in that instance, it was to kind of just let us do our thing. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I hadn't thought of that before, but both Jeff and Dallas have been in either your role or a very similar role, Mm -hmm. but on different projects. They kind of had this unique ability to empathize, you know, with the work that you were doing, which most of our clients don't, right? Most of our clients have no, you know, experience in this space. And so they're just kind of along for the ride and they just have to trust. It was stretching in a, in a really good way. I enjoyed being able to break our norms as well to say, you know what, this isn't going to look like a pitch to camera. He's talking to a classroom. This is going to feel cinematic. We're going to get multiple angles of coverage, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's not going to be a trailer where you just cut to a clip. There's a vehicle for that with the projector and stuff. So it was fun to come up with new ways to do our ad. And I think that I felt that support from them, which was nice. I feel like it's important to note here, Jeff and Dallas didn't disagree the whole way through this process. They were on the same page for the vast majority of everything that we went through. But just as you go through the creative process, there's always like on key points, you have disagreements where one person sees it one way and another person sees it another way. Right. And that's where kind of those strong personalities can sometimes come out. There's a little bit of friction and and a little bit of disagreement, but ultimately we always try to make sure that the best ideas and the best strategies rise to the top rather than the biggest personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I would even say with the disagreements, they weren't fights or matches or anything like it was also insightful just to watch. They, They disagree in the best ways, if that makes sense. They bring it up the right way. They talk about it and they say, well, here's why I think this. And so just watching that dialogue too was fascinating. Okay, as you went through the production process, what was the (laughs) biggest challenge that you had to overcome? I would say there were two. One was we knew that we wanted to do this extended content with them for a year after the launch. And so a lot of effort was being put into building that contract and making sure that any decisions we made for the hero video, the first, you know, video would still be viable for that whole year. So, you know, usually we're, we're used to, okay, let's just do one commercial and all the decisions are made within that vacuum of that commercial. But here we had to say, okay, whoever we cast, which was actually gonna be my second, <laughs> the second challenge, whoever we cast has to be available for this whole next year to be able to do, you know, hundreds of videos. And potentially beyond this next and, year and, too. And potentially beyond that. But it, uh, yeah, that was a big one. And Kellen Erskine was amazing. And like, I think the go-to for a lot of people off the bat, but we made sure that we combed through talent. And there were also, there were some other great people that rose to the top but we'd worked with Kellen. He's been writing for us for six years. And he was a writer on this project. He was a writer on this. He came up with the school 
concept with the devil. So Jake Christensen came up with the original devil concept. Devil and concept. And Ke then Kellen kind of built on that to put it in a school exactly. setting. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Thanks for giving Jake the credit because, yeah, that was that was definitely a great, great spark. The, yeah. It was the foundation for mm -hmm. this. Yeah. So it was, you know, making sure the casting, it was usually it's easier to approve, you know, a cast member when they're in one ad, but this is going to be a huge marketing campaign for them. And they, we wanted to make sure that Angel and The Chosen and us felt confident in that person's abilities. And like I said, Kellen was a shoe in but we just had to make sure that everything, the, the T's were, what, crossed, crossed eyes, dotted. Exactly. Yep. You know, before we, we would get going. So I think we finally signed with him the day before the shoot. Oh, it was down to the wire. <laughs> it was down to the wire. But yeah, talking about like kind of making these creative decisions in a vacuum verse with this mindset of this is an extended campaign. There was a lot of back and forth between the devil horns and his hair, you know, is mm. he going to be bald and is it going to be prosthetics or are we going to do a wig and try to hide the horns? You know, we did a lot of tests and we showed a lot of people, you know, eventually I'm, I'm really glad we chose the hair with the horns because I think it feels a little more playful than the prosthetics and a bald head kind of looked a little bit more sinister. And since we've been doing shoots since the launch, we've probably done five days of filming and just popping a wig on so much easier <laughs> than trying to, you know. Because Kellen in real life is bald, right? For most, I mean, he he does have a little stubble, little stubble, which for prosthetics, you would actually have to shave around more of it. So there'd be more maintenance there as well. Uh, you need a prosthetic yeah. artist. and. But in the case of a wig, like it's just pop it on, right? It's There's not even any hair to hide and pull exactly. back, right? And yeah. it's a super awesome wig because you can actually see the, it, there's like a mesh in the front so you can see the hairline, which is oh, really cool. There were just a lot of decisions up front that needed extra consideration. So I think while also doing a fast turnaround with the commercial in general, just making sure that we were thinking ahead that none of the decisions would actually be a negative decision mm -hmm. later on, I think was the biggest challenge. Thanks so much, Caitlin, for coming on the show. It's uh, It's been fun to, to get to hear about your experience and to give people a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look, you know, pull back the curtain for them. Just to wrap up, final question, how is the campaign being received? I think it's being received well. I mean, people are talking all about it. I know that there was some... Um stirring of the water, as people called it, with, with the billboards. Uh, the Chosen talked about how they would have put their fans in the know sooner, but a lot of the comments I've seen are just... Which I disagree with, by the way. I think if they had put them in the known, <laughs> it <laughs> they wouldn't have They wouldn't have kept the secret. <laughs> yeah. But there were quite a few comments that were like, yeah, I wasn't sure about the billboards, but the ad is awesome, like, or now it makes sense, you know, and everything. It's been really fulfilling to read the different comments and see ones where, you know, one was like, hey, atheist here, like, this is an awesome ad. I think I'm going to download the app, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, talk about expanding the, uh, yeah. the audience. Yeah, so people are talking about it, and there's even, like, defenders of the ads online. A lot of them. Yeah, and that's also been uh, cool to see how they break it down and say, hey, look, this is why this is good. Christ left the 90 and 9 to go after the 1, and they do see that this is supposed to broaden the audience that, that we're going after. Awesome. Thanks so much, Caitlin. For all of our listeners... Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Till next time, take care. Want to learn the tricks of our trade? We have them all laid out in our courses on Harmon Brothers University. This isn't surface level stuff here. This is our entire playbook, all our secrets laid out in full. The same training we give our own employees. You'll find courses on ad buying, writing video scripts to sell your product or service, creating the kind of large production ads we're known for, even making short ads 
using nothing but your cell phone. If you're looking to use video marketing to take your business to the next level, Harmon Brothers University has the course for you. Our students have seen incredible growth in their businesses by implementing what they learned in our courses. Take these reviews as living proof. We've now got multiple campaigns that are in the millions of views and in the multiple millions of dollars in sales. Within a week, we're close to 10 million views, over a million in sales, and most impressively, we've covered 100% of the production costs in the first 24 hours of releasing it. We saw immediate results. Sales went up 10x the first day. The first video we did is over 30 million views. The most customers that we've ever acquired in a single month. I think we had about 26,000 new customers. Go to HarmonBrothersUniversity.com to start accelerating your business's growth with video.